have in our brains. That's what we have dwelled on. Those are the thoughts that we have, we've thought about. Those are the things that we think all the time about. And so that that reality, that truth, we're convinced at this moment that that truth is real. There are certain things that you believe about yourself that I believe about myself that I think are true, but in fact are not. Because I've thought those things over and over. I've thought to myself, I'm, I'm not doing very good at being a father. I've thought to myself, I'm not doing very good at making this decision. We begin to convince ourselves of a truth that's not based on reality, but based on our own thoughts and based on what we've dwelt upon what we've allowed ourselves to dwell upon, and that becomes our reality. What happens is, is that truth starts in our minds, but the truth in our minds begins to filter into our hearts. Now our emotions become attached to what that reality is perceived to be. My son hates me. He hates me. We convince ourselves of these things and then all of a sudden sorrow and depression and anxiety begin to attach themselves to these items of truth that we've convinced ourselves of. John 14, 27 says this, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. What you consume with your mind becomes close to your heart. Do not let your your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Here is now peace is now being connected to our hearts because the reality that we've convinced ourselves of, we start attaching emotions to it. You know how I know that this is true? Watch Netflix. Watch five seasons of any show on Netflix. Over and over, over and over. And you know what you'll begin to think about all the time? That show. You'll wake up in the morning and you'll be like, why did they do that to their wife? Like, oh my goodness, like, why would Jack Bauer kill that guy? Like, why would he do that? If you watch something over and over and over and over, all of a sudden it becomes part of your mind and almost becomes part of your reality. And you know what? We start to become visibly upset. Visibly upset and frustrated with the characters that we've just watched over and over for hours and hours. How could they do this? get so mad at them or we become so attached to them like they're amazing oh he is just such a good husband he is so good to her I've just got to watch another episode 
And somehow, somehow, some way, this joy, this happiness doesn't come from reality. It comes from something that we've dwelled upon, that we've convinced ourselves is true. But it's not true. Brad Pitt doesn't love you. I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it's not true. But you know what? What happens is, is the things that we dwell upon and we convince in our brains over and over, all of a sudden we start to attach to our emotions. Start to attach those things to our heart. And we begin to believe with all of our hearts that those things are true. And the more we dwell on those things, the more we internalize those things. The problem, with, the problem with us is that, yes, it's sometimes nice to, to retreat to some fantasy world on Netflix, but the reality comes when we go to bed. We begin to think of our own lives. The reality comes when we begin to think about our own lives and we think, I don't, what am I going to do? What if, what if this happens? What if this happens? This person doesn't like me very much. In fact, I'm pretty sure they hate me. I'm pretty sure they're out to get me. Have you ever thought that? Have you ever thought that? This person's out to get me. of the people aren't doing that, church. It is the truth we've convinced ourselves of in our minds, and now we've connected it to our hearts. And so now, whenever we see that person, we hate them. Whenever we see that person, stress levels begin to rise. Why am I so upset? Why am I so anxious? I think we're surrounded by people who are anxious. People who are worried. People who are just hoping that they can find something else to to escape from their anxiety. And I don't think they need to escape. I think they need to embrace. I think they need to run into the arms of God because this is where peace is found. Because the reality that Christ has for us in our lives is is greater than any reality television show that you can try and throw your life into. Better than any sort of family unit or relationship that you can imagine yourself in when you watch television. I'm telling you, the peace of God and the truth and the life that he has for us is, is way better and it's actually real. He promises He promises peace. And it's beyond our understanding. And this is where we need to start to embrace the peace of God because it only happens when we allow, it only happens when we allow the peace of God to go beyond our understanding. To go beyond our own comprehension. 
When we begin to attach our emotions and our feelings and the way we carry, listen, our emotions and our feelings are a powerful force. Aren't they? Think about your life and when you go to work and what it's like when you're having a good day and what it's like when you're having a bad day. Your emotions and what you're feeling absolutely dictates your day. And so what we attach our emotions and feelings to is extremely important and is the deciding factor of whether we're going to be worried and anxious all day or whether we're going to be at peace and have happiness and joy all day. And it's the happiness and peace and joy all day that God promises to us. But it goes beyond understanding. Because we serve a God who goes beyond this earthly realm, right? That he has understanding beyond everything in our relationships. And even though as the earth has created a set of rules, a set of structures that they have, to, they have agreed upon for it to be common sense or for it to make sense, but the reality is, is that Jesus and God are above all of that. That when he created a world, when he created the earth, he had a plan for the earth, and when we step away from that plan, we step away from his peace. But we have to trust in the understanding of the creator who created it all. John 16, says, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. You may have trouble in this world, but we need to access the person who's overcome the world. We need to access that relationship, and if we don't, we're not going to have the peace that he has promised us. And listen, I'm telling you right now, we all have emotion, and we all have trust, and we all have faith in things we don't comprehend. So don't tell me it's, not, it's hard to somehow trust in something you don't understand, because you do it all the time. I did it when I was on vacation, okay? I, had, I took an airboat ride with my, with my kids. I don't know how an airboat works. I didn't get technical schematics when I said, hey, we're going to do an airboat ride. Well, give me a couple of hours as I look over the mechanical details of the airboat. No, I'm just like, well, they're providing rides. Sounds like a good time. Just because you don't have understanding doesn't mean you don't have faith. You do it all the time. There are others, there are people in here who know how my car works. I do not. I don't know how it works. I don't know how this tablet works. I don't, I, don't, I don't necessarily know how everything works, and I don't understand. But it doesn't necessarily bring me anxiety. I've built this trace, trust. I've built this belief and this understanding in, in something that I'm using. I'm telling you right now, and so my emotions, don't, I, my, I don't get all worried about whether this tablet is going to fry my brain. But I bet you if you went on the internet, you'd find somebody who says tablets fry your brain. I say all that because 
It's a peace that passes all understanding. The connection between peace and understanding is huge. The connection between peace and understanding is huge. And if you can let go of a little bit of understanding, then you can have peace. Because what you perceive with your eyes, what you perceive with your senses, and the knowledge that we believe that we have in our relationships, and we come to conclusions and we just say, that's what it is. This person hates me. This person's out to get me. I'm never going to have a relationship with them. We convince ourselves with our knowledge The truth is, you don't have the understanding to make that truth a reality in your life. Church, we don't have the understanding to make our own truth decisions in our life. We have to trust in the creator God. We have to trust in the one who died on the cross for our sins and rose again and gave his life for us that he is the one who has the market on truth. They're not out to get you. That relationship can be saved in Jesus' name. That sickness is not going to end you in Jesus' name. That's the truth that I get from God. That's the truth that the Bible tells me about his word. But it goes beyond understanding because I can't perceive that with my mind because every time I talk to the person who I think hates me, They treat me like garbage. Well, they must hate me. That's not true. They may hate parts of their life. So truth and peace and understanding, they go hand in hand. If you're going to try and figure out every single moment of your life, every single relationship with your life, and say, I need to come up with an answer, I need to fix everything, I need to work this all out in order for my life to be happy, then we're never going to get there. Peace isn't about control, it's about trust. It's not about control. It's about trust. Portion of the scripture, chapter, sorry, Philippians 4, 6 and 7, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything... By prayer and petition and thanksgiving, bring your requests to God. The Bible's giving us, like, plain and simple, what we can do to achieve some peace. We need to bring these things to God. That sounds simple, doesn't it? But we don't necessarily do it, do we? We don't talk to God about this stuff because we kind of found, it kind of sounds foolish to talk to God about this stuff and we're scared to talk about it out loud because we feel like we're too, we're too scared, we're too anxious even to, to even say it out loud. We don't bring it to God because ultimately we don't trust God with it. 
And the, but the more that we trust him with it, the more that we talk to him about it, the moment, have you, you ever said something and the moment it comes out of your mouth, you're just like, well, that was dumb. You ever thought something for a long time and you're kind of in an argument with your wife or your husband and you think to yourself, oh, I got him. I got her. I know. I figured something out. And as soon as I say it, I think to myself, whoa, that was really stupid. Because the moment it comes out of your mouth, the moment what's actually going on in your mind and your heart, the moment that comes out of your mouth, it becomes real. There's a reality that, and truth and light are allowed to shine upon those things. And we begin to realize, that's not true. What I was so convinced of to be truth, when I said it out loud, I realized that's not true at all. And so the reason it's important for us in order to attain peace, to bring these things to God. Listen, when God says, he says, do not be anxious about anything but everything. In prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. This is not a mind thing. This is a doing thing. He wants you to talk to him. He wants you to say it out loud. He wants you to converse with him. He wants you to complain to him. He wants to talk to you. He wants to be a part of your life. And the more that you do that, the more that you're real with God is the moment you're going to have more peace in your life. Well, wait a second. It doesn't seem that simple. It's only that simple if you're going to be that honest. God, I need your help. It's not enough. Church, God, I need your help. Is not enough. You need to talk it out. You need to talk it out with him. And sometimes it's humiliating. And sometimes it hurts. And sometimes it, it wrenches and gets you emotional. But it's those moments in your life that God's going to bring freedom. He's going to bring peace. Because it's then when you speak it out to him. It's then when you confess it to God that he will reveal to you by the power of your Holy Spirit to say that's not true. But as long as it stays up here, you can convince yourself of almost anything. He wants to bring you peace. He promises peace. And it's a very, it's a very easy process for us to attain some peace. It just means us being as honest as we possibly can with God, with our problems, with our issues, and just talk to God. Just, just listen. Trust only comes through communication, right? Right? The less communication, the less trust. More communication means more trust. It's that way with our relationships. It's that way with our relationship with God. That's the way it works. So we need to talk with him. And so that we never get to that point of coming to that, those anxious moments, those, those crazy moments, those that's not, that, that aren't real, that aren't true, and that bring anxiousness, they bring worry, they bring concern. Because the problem is, is that once we get to that point, we don't know what to do with ourselves. 
and we begin to retreat into destructive things. We begin to retreat into destructive behaviors that cause us to just spiral downward, 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 downward until we hit rock bottom and ask ourselves, how did I get here? The love of Christ promises you a peace, promises you a rest for your soul that when you wake up in the morning, there's hope. When you go to sleep at night, there's peace. A sense that everything's going to be okay. Church, I want you to know that everything's gonna be okay. I know that sounds like a silver lining Valentine's card. Carlton moment. But the essence of peace is God speaking to you, saying, I've got it, I've got, I'm working it out for you. Like I've got under control. You know that song we heard at the beginning? In the arms of the angel, doesn't that feel comforting? The unfortunate part about that song is that Sarah McLaughlin was talking about drug addiction and that the angel was heroin. And then a musician friend of her overdosed with drugs. Here she is singing this beautiful song. And the only thing they have to subside and bring them peace was drug addiction. You'll never hear that song again the same way like I ever, like, like me when I researched the song. But it shows us reveals to us that there's a world looking for peace and that we have good news to share with them so much better than what Sarah McLaughlin has to say, so much better than what the rest of the world has to say and what you can buy into and, and whatever that they have to offer, so much better than anything they've ever dream of because you know what, it doesn't cost them any money. It doesn't mean they're gonna have to work harder or work more overtime in order to attain it. They don't have to do that. They just need to trust in God. They just need to know that there's a Christ, that there's a Savior that brings this peace, that this is some good news, church, that there are people all around us who are full of anxiety, full of worry, who are scared to death of life and would almost give anything. In fact, they're giving thousands of dollars to somehow escape the reality of their lives that they've convinced themselves of. That's not even true. And we have a promise of peace that passes all understanding. And what a message to bring. What good news to bring. And we can be the conduit of that good news, church. We can be the conduit. When we come face to face with those situations... When you come face to face with those situations in your friend's life, and Pastor Corey's talked about it, I've talked about it, take a moan and pray. Ask them to pray, 
that you could pray for them. I'm telling you, you're going to give them a glimpse into the kingdom of God when you pray for them. When you, begin to, when you begin to rely on someone greater than yourself, I'm telling you, you're going to give them a glimpse of the kingdom of God and the possibilities of what it means to have peace. And they'll never forget it. Church, they will never forget it. They will never forget that moment you prayed for them. It will stay with them. Because for a moment, they come face to face with the peace of God. They come face to face with someone who has the peace in their lives. And they'll want it too. They'll want it too. It's good news, church. It's good news. I want you to know it's not just available to them, it's available to you. I'd love to say that I sleep every night like a baby, a loud snoring baby, but (laughs) a baby. But I don't. There are moments of anxiousness. There are moments of worry. Moments of concern. And as I remind you this morning, as I remind myself, let's take it to the Lord in prayer. Let's, let's ask him. Let's, let's bring it to him. You, you can find that peace. You know it's available to you. And sometimes, as Christians, sometimes we'll even bypass that, that, that conduit of peace. We'll think to ourselves, well, you know, we start digging into our theology and we start making excuses in our theology to help us bypass some of the things we should do. You know what I mean? Well, God's all-knowing. He knows my thoughts, so why should I tell him? He already knows what I'm thinking. Like, I mean, God's everywhere. Why should I tell him to be here, like, to tell him to bring me help? I mean, he knows. I mean, if he's going to help me, like, he'll just do it. That's not the way it works. He wants relationship. He wants to talk to you. He wants you to talk to him. And he wants peace for your life. It's not a magic pill. It's an ongoing process of us having a relationship, an ongoing daily reminder that he has this world in his hands. He created this world. He has plans for this world. He has plans for my life. He has plans for your life, good plans, plans to prosper you, plans to give you hope. And then when we begin to dwell on these truths, when we begin to speak these things to God, he speaks back to us and he says, it's going to be okay. Would you pray with me today? Just as your head's bowed and your eyes closed, I'm going to play a song for you. Just listen to the words. It's an old song, but I still sing it to my kids before they go to sleep.